Every once in a while, a product comes along that changes everything. And that product is Aura. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything families need to protect their identities, money, passwords, devices, and more. It's really easy to set up and has everything you need. So you don't have to download seven separate apps to get things like parental controls, antivirus, ID theft, and transaction monitoring, and more. You get everything at one affordable price. What makes Aura different, you say? It's simple to set up. It protects against today's and tomorrow's threats. And with parental controls to let your kids explore the internet safely. Filter harmful sites, apps, and manage screen time easily. Online safety for today's digital safety. It's tech that grows with you and your family. Browse safely, surf smartly. Aura comes packed with all the tools you need to protect you and your family from the online threats you can't see. Our listeners will get a 14-day free trial of Aura for individuals, couples, or their family by going to Aura.com potential. That's Aura, spelled A-U-R-A, dot com slash potential. Once again, get your first 14-day free trial of Aura by going to Aura.com slash potential. Protect what's important. Proactive protection for your assets, identity, family, and tech across every device. And remember, know your potential. in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow suspect of murder, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the mystery film Haunting in Venice. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Reviewing the mystery film Haunting in Venice. This is the third edition of Kenneth Branagh playing Hercule Poirot, the famous detective. Uh, and he directed this movie once again, uh, the screenplay by Michael Green. This is based on Halloween Party by Agatha Christie. So this has been, we, you know, we had Murder on the Orient Express. We had Death on the Nile. And then quite quickly, we already got the third edition here, Haunting in Venice uh, coming out. And this looks really cool because it looked like a little more more of a creepy spin on a murder mystery where these events happen uh, on Hollow's Night. So we're excited to check this out. I've enjoyed these film series. Uh, I think Kenneth Branagh is one of our great directors these days. He's done a lot of great films. And, of course, he's still a great actor. So it's always fun to see him in this role. Uh, So we're not doing spoilers today, but Taylor, what's a brief synopsis of a hunting in Venice. So once again, we follow uh, Hercule Poirot um, as he's now retired uh, and enjoying living a quiet life in Venice, although it doesn't stop many people trying to uh, hire him out for his detective services. Uh, but he's living in his own exile and he meets someone from his past, an author that was inspired by him, and he reluctantly attends a seance. Uh, if anything, just curiosity or to debunk whether this is true or not but when one of the guests is murdered then his detective senses are tingling and he's going to get back on the case 
So yeah, it was actually really funny when this trailer came out. I didn't even realize it was going to be a Agatha Christie story until on the last last bit of the trailer you see uh, Kenneth Branagh right at the end, and you're like, oh. So it was a definitely a little surprise when this came out. So then I was really hooked, and this story, although not really, this is kind of one of the big featured adaptations of the story uh, compared to her other works. This seemed to be a bit different where we're going to get a little bit more of a creepy supernatural vibe which i was very uh intrigued to have um after the last two films so yeah right right away i love the atmosphere i love not only is it set in venice but setting it you know mostly um all around you know one evening i thought that was really you know clever so the stakes a little higher it felt like a little bit more um a little bit more kind of um, uh, fast-paced at times, and um, I thought I really enjoyed that part of it. Well, yeah, the, the first great thing about this film, I mean, I liked I liked the train, I liked the boat on the the Nile, and I liked you know the Egypt setting, but this this to me worked the best for the the plot because it's mostly at night and it's very creepy. Um, you know, Venice itself with its canals and this is like in a big palazzo kind of house where there's, again, a lots of rooms. There's lots of secret passageways. There's things that are to be discovered. There's a lot of places where people could hide. And in a way, for a man who is so set on everything has to have a logical conclusion, you know, even some things that seem completely far-fetched have to have a reasonable answer to them. He himself is kind of going through what feels like his own journey of maybe there are things out there we can't explain. And for someone who's known to be a world famous detective, it's a it's a great like kind of double edged sword for him throughout this film of he's constantly trying to prove what he believes has to be the right path. But then things keep popping up and things keep happening that almost debunk his own kind of being in a way. So I think it gives Braun a, a good challenge of things to play with, both as a director and an actor. And once again, as with all three films, you have this great stacked cast of, um, you know, fellow players that uh, all could potentially be the murderer. Um, in the whole, I loved we have, um, you know, Kenneth Branagh did direct uh, Belfast, which was a movie we both enjoyed. And we have in here, Jamie Dornan, uh, Dornan, oh my God, it's early. Jamie Dornan, um, and Jude Hill, who was his son in that movie, and is the son in this. Uh, Jamie plays a doctor. Uh, you got Tina Fey, as we said, as the writer. Uh, we got, um, oh my gosh, stop, fucking up. We have Kelly Riley, who you know, I still haven't caught up on Yellowstone, but of my you know enjoyment of Yellowstone seeing Beth Dutton in a very completely, you know, different role was really fun to see. And she plays um, a great grieving mother in this with some twists and turns. And then another standout um, that we saw in the trailers was Michelle Yeoh, who, um, you know, our recent Academy Award winner for best actress um, who plays, yes, the psychic who plays, who does the, the seance. And there's you know other characters in there as well, and I thought that's always something that's a that's a big plus about these films is you have to have a really solid cast because yes you have to have the detective who 
he has his own unique kind of traits. You know, he's very particular about different things, almost to the point maybe a little OCD about some things. But you have to have these characters, and that has to really you have to kind of believe these characters that helps build not only the believability of what's going on, but the entertainment value. You know, again, this is still a film and I really enjoyed the cast and all the acting was really well done. The one thing is we both, we texted each other and kind of agreed about yeah. this. There's a few moments where this movie kind of picks up and it feels like, Oh, now the, whoever the murder is, we're really starting to get some action going. And then it slows down a lot in scenes. And we get these kind of long, drawn-out monologues from certain characters with, like, tears in their eyes. You know, those those moments where an actor starts talking about something in their past, and then you see their eyes start to glaze over, and then a single tear falls yeah. down. Like, five characters had a scene like that. And it was like, all right, this is a little much. I liked the scenes where we're getting some action of, like, oh, the murderer's afoot. And... I feel like the other films had a little bit more of that where we had more of a body count. Yeah. Um, you know, we do get a body count in this, but it's just not as much as I expected. And I think that does take some points away, but the setting was just so cool when I thought there was, and maybe this is also because the, the Halloween party story that Agatha Christie wrote, maybe it lent itself more to, it is more of the supernatural, the kind of, what is going on of the night. It's not so much of a racking up a body count in like an action yeah. movie, you know, kind of thing. But uh, on that same vein, I would say there, you know, no spoilers there, but there are some very um, distinct supernatural elements where you're kind of wondering uh, is there or isn't there. And I think they should have kind of ramped that up a little bit more. There's a couple of these moments where there's a couple good jump scares, but I almost wish they, they kind of went for broke and went for more of those moments um, just to, and then obviously cut out these drawn out scenes to make it a little bit more high stakes and a little bit more pulse pounding drama. I would have liked to see that just to kind of mix it up. I mean, although they want to remain faithful to these adaptations, it's okay to go have a little more creative license with it, especially when you have these detective novels and you, if they continue to make these, I'm sure kind of brother will, will keep doing it if, you know, if he's enjoying it, but you got to mix it up a little bit. You got to change the formula. You got to, you got to add a little bit more. And I think that would have been, especially for a detective coming out of retirement, let's make this like, you know, one for the shoot for the hoops. So I wish they added a little bit more of that because there was those moments where it was a little too quiet, especially when you're in a theater, you want to have that, you know, experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the music's great. Again, the setting's great. Um, and I kind of like the, I think along too, it's the time era with like the, we're in the late forties and Venice, you know, I, I love the imagery of like, you've kind of those like Commedia dell'arte masks that people wear kind of these classic masks oh, yeah. um, that we've seen in other films. But I just thought there would be more use for those. Like they kind of set up like, you know, this is all hollows night. Um, you know, this retired opera singer invites all these kids over so they can have like a Halloween party. And at that point, you know, our main detective has been invited and it now turns into, oh, the seance and then it turns into the seance and then it's going to be turned into this murder investigation. And the, there's these great shots where like these people on their, their little boats, you know, as you see like in Venice and they have the masks. And I thought also if this had maybe kind of taken its place 
start in the big house they're in, but then maybe it goes through the canals and it goes into Venice more. I think, you know, again, the concept was there and there's maybe a bigger kind of better, more intense version of this mm -hmm. film. But I think maybe Kenneth Branagh wanted to kind of, again, retain what Agatha Christie was writing about. And, um, you know, there's still some great twists and turns throughout the film for sure. And, uh, I just enjoyed it. It's kind of, it's one of those things where I'm like, I think I like the setting the best of the three movies. Yes. So therefore it gets an edge, even though there might've been some more rememberable action kind of murder moments in the previous two. Um, although there's one, there is one murder. There's a, <laughs> there's one death in this film that kind of trumps a lot of them. It was pretty like, I, I literally was like, holy moly when it happened. <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. So overall, Haunting in Venice, you know, of the three films, again, I think I'm going to give it a little bit of the edge because I like the Halloween setting and the kind of more eerie factor. Overall, even though some slow scenes and I think a little bit of redundancy with some of the let's have actors have a long monologue and, and cry, I think overall I'm going to give Haunting in Venice like a solid 8 out of 10. Yeah. I had a great All time. Right. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 for me. Um, definitely one... A uh, great addition to a hopefully continued uh, franchise uh, with this amazing storyline. So you can check out a haunting in Venice uh, now in theaters. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Potential Podcast, or on Twitter at the Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email. The Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.